0: we won a national championship for for Ole Miss and um, all the past players and all the fans across the country and for the state of Mississippi and the University of Mississippi, uh, we did it. Uh, We're national champs. Breaking ball.
1: White. First pitch, swinging. in the air to center, Donafrio back, and it's gone! The legend continues! Playoff, got him swinging, the Campbell Campbell, the dynasty of the Big South. And now Tony Vitello bumps the third base umpire.
0: Set. He'll throw, that is a line drive in the gap. Did he do it again? It is another ball in the gap for Morrell! Another extra, oh, that is gone! A a home run for Brian Morrell! Swing
1: and a ball driven! Way back! And foul! No, gone! He did it! Ortiz
0: kept it just bare and walks it off with a grand slam! What is up, college baseball fans? Welcome to another episode of the 11.7 podcast, our weekend number nine preview with our weekend series, Pick'Em. We're also going to talk about both of our regional projections. We each did our own individual regional projections, Um, you know, just a little easter egg a little treat for you guys to look forward to um so we'll review both of those mine and dimitri's here but before we do all that um we're going to shout out our sponsors here yakker tech and circa last episode we talked mostly about yakker tech but let me go ahead and talk to you guys about circa here um so circa is sponsoring our weekend series pick'em challenge which we do every weekend with uh some of our most loyal followers that are participating we're keeping a standings and updating them weekly there's also a survivor contest as well that dimitri and i have both been eliminated from but Circa's given away the grand prize so what we're doing is the first week of the college world series we're going to be out in vegas staying at Circa's um, resort sportsbook and we're gonna have a little meet and greet with our fans and other college baseball fans up there and really anybody else that just wants to you know get some sun, swim in the pool and uh, and bet on some college baseball. So if you guys are interested, let us know. and We can hook you up with a uh, I think they're doing a promo code for us there. Um, so it'd be nice to have you. And if you like to go out to Vegas in the summer, it'd be a good time. So thank you to Circa. Thank you to Yaker Tech, who's sponsoring our mid-major poll as well. Um, and and also I want to thank all of our Patreon members that are helping us this year. Um, with you know new equipment and uh, merchandise and everything like that, so we appreciate all of our patrons out there. Um, and I guess the last one, one thing I want to shout out is our, our store, our 11.7 merchandise store, which uh, we're selling a pretty good bit of stuff. People are happy with the products; they've they've already been shipped. Um, they received them. They, they tweet pictures. So if you bought something, tweet a picture out. We'll we'll retweet it for you. Uh, we're really thankful about that. But check out what we have. It's a uh, it's a nice little collection we have going, and we plan on adding to it as the season goes on. So um, so Dimitri's still still over there in Italy. He just got his new...
1: Speaking of hats, here's one right here.
0: Ah, Dimitri has his 11.7 hat. It looks good. It's a black trucker hat, 11.7 across the front.
1: Very hey, good. people actually, people actually like have complimented. They're like, "Dude, that's a cool, clean little hat." Yeah, and I'm like, "Hey, thanks, man." And they're like, "What's the 11.7 <laughs> mean?" I was just like, "Oh, it's just an important date to me." And they're like, "Oh, that's cool." <laughs>
0: <laughs> Trying to explain to somebody in Italy what 11.7 means.
1: I'm, I'm like, I'm like, dude, I'm like, I stay here and try to explain this to half the people.
0: November seventh. Um, that's a big date. 11.7.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, hey, you want to know something cool? So I was I was driving. From the grocery store the other day um i'm in italy for anybody that doesn't know so um anyway there was there's like a casino like gambling place and i was like let me go in there let me see if you can bet college baseball i was just like dude i was, I was just like let me just check sure enough had a full freaking slate on the computer and you can bet college baseball and i put 20 dollars on coastal and Somebody else two team parlay, sixty bucks. You won? Yeah.
0: Dude, you're gonna run that place dry.
1: And I was just sitting there like I don't even like betting that much, but it was just like, dude, I'm literally betting on college baseball like in another in in Europe, in another country. I was like, dude, I gotta at least do it one time. And that's gotta be
0: equivalent to like somebody in America.
1: You print the you print the slip, and then you, get, you obviously have to go back and get your your payout. So I have the slip somewhere. I don't know where it is. Probably in my backpack. But yeah, I was just like, dude, I'm just gonna do this just purely, just for fun.
0: I mean, what else are you gonna do in Italy? It sounds like a boring country, right? There's nothing else going on in Italy, right?
1: Yeah, but joke. how crazy is that? Like, imagine if we can get a whole freaking european market to follow with the and bet on freaking college baseball here
0: we build just italy is the number one college baseball betting country in like in the world
1: one of my friends one of my friends in germany said the same thing they can they, they can bet on it there too like like obviously you can go on the internet and bet on it anywhere like but to walk in a, 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 an establishment and be able to do it pretty cool in my opinion
0: we, what we need to do is just start running Facebook ads to Italy and Germany and just be like, Hey, we're your college baseball gambling experts. Let us, let us tell you what's going on and we'll help you out. I mean, that's gotta I be equivalent know. to, that's gotta be equivalent to like somebody that from Italy in America, betting on like C league. What is it? La Liga there or league. Is it Ligue Un? Hey, Sorry. we gotta be
1: careful though. We gotta be careful because if you start losing, it ain't, it ain't gonna be good.
0: Now, yeah. Gamble responsibly, everybody.
1: Possibly, um, of
0: course. It is uh, that's actually you never told me that story. That's really funny. Uh, Dude, all right,
1: I so really, I just remembered. I, I was I forgot to text you when I did it, but I'll send the picture next. If I if I drive by that place again, I'll go in there and see what's on the board.
0: Yeah, and just put the sixty bucks on like a two-team parlay. Just keep it rolling.
1: Hey, I guess I'll just roll my winnings into another one
0: just keep it rolling um all right nice uh so what we're gonna do here first we're gonna kind of shake up our normal format so um dimitri went ahead and posted his his field of 64 projection on twitter you can you can go look at it he tweeted it out from his personal account he also uploaded it on the website 11.7.com which you can check out there i haven't done that yet i got sick the other day um really bad virus. So I uh, I did it by hand, pen and paper, but my computer wasn't nearby, um, but we both have it in front of us here. So what we're gonna do is kind of talk about like how we got our 16 regional hosts, some of that large bids, and then of course like automatic qualifiers from some of the smaller conferences. And there'll be, there'll be some debates here. Like I'm sure we're not gonna agree on everything. Well, I know we're not gonna agree on everything, but um, it'll give our listeners a better idea of like what to look forward to the rest of the year and maybe what your favorite team needs to do in order to uh to get into the tournament because it's dude this is a tough tournament to get into obviously there's 64 teams but 30 of them are automatic qualifiers and you're getting another 20 from the acc and sec like combined you know they're each going to get about 9 to 11 um so it's like it's tough to get an at large bid. Um, so winning that conference tournament is really important. Um, so how do you want to start this? You want to do our 16 regional hosts first?
1: Yep. Um, let's do, basically I'll do my eight national seed kind of just explain it real quick. You'll do your eight national seed and then I'll do nine through 16. You do nine through 16. You want to do it like that?
0: Yeah, that's perfect.
1: All right. Um, so Actually, my number one national seed was the South Carolina Gamecock. And the reason, so South, the one, two, and three seed, and even the four seed can all be pretty much interchangeable. I went with Columbia. Honestly, between Vanderbilt and South Carolina, they pretty much have pretty similar resumes. And both of their resumes today are better than what LSU had. I mean, South Carolina had 12 quad one win, two in the RPI. Vanderbilt had also twelve quad quad one win, which is, they're both tied for first in the country for the most quad one win, which means they're pretty damn good. Wouldn't you agree with that? Yes. Um, so I was so basically, I was like, you know what? I put Wake Forest in number two national seed, and I was like, the AC, if they dominate the ACC and win by a pretty wide margin, two three game pretty dominant and is over by the last weekend of the year, they're probably going to get rewarded with the number two national seat. It's just it's just the way the winner of the SEC and the winner of the ACC are usually going to get the one and two, unless the SEC just has two unbelievable teams, which is right. very possible this year. So, I mean, I, then I went LSU three, Vanderbilt four. So I think you can kind of mix and match those four national seats any order you want, and you can't go wrong. But um, I think them splitting in South Carolina, probably arguably one pitch away from winning the first two games of that series against LSU, I gave them the edge. I just said, you know what, I'll give them the edge, which is fine.
0: I liked um, the point that you told me um, via text message today where you said, if it wasn't for the like such the preseason hype that LSU got, from every single college baseball media outlet and scout,
1: including us, including, including
0: us, yeah. If it wasn't for the the huge preseason hype, like LSU resume is not, in my opinion, as good as a few other teams. But I do think so. I had LSU one overall in marginal projection because I do think as the season goes on, you know, they'll figure out like they're going to be. I think the clear cut number one seed, but. Um, as of right now, like you can make an argument of about four or five teams be that one overall seed.
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean, Arkansas eight and four against quad one team, eight and four in the sec LSU seven and four in the sec eight and four against quad one team. Um, they have a 17 strength of schedule. Arkansas has the 10. So you're sitting there thinking like, wow, there's maybe three sec teams that have a better resume than LSU as of today. Um, By the end of the year, anybody can make the argument, which is your opinion. You think what team A, team B is going to do the rest of the year. So that's why I don't think the top four is that important. As long as you have those four teams somewhere in the top four, you're you're doing fine. Mm -hmm. Um, And then five, six, and seven, and eight, I went Virginia, Arkansas, Florida. And then I put Kentucky at eight, and here's why. Do I think they're gonna be a national seed by the end of the year? Probably not. But but as of today, Kentucky is a national seed, whether you like it or not. They have 15 quad one wins. By the way, I said that unless you read South Carolina Bandy were tied for the most. No. Kentucky is 15. They're the most in the country.
0: Yeah, number 15. one RPI right now, too.
1: Yeah. So I I gave them I gave them the benefit of the doubt. Um, hey, I'll throw them in at the last national seed for now, just because they deserve the respect, at least for now. Do I think they're going to be there at the end of the year? No. But if Kentucky, let's, they have South Carolina, Tennessee, and Florida, and Vanderbilt at their four last series of the year. If they somehow win two of those and take care of business against AM, you can make an argument for Tennessee. I mean, Kentucky to be a host for sure. And possibly a French national seat.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and then. So
0: you have Kentucky as your eight.
1: Yeah. So I went Virginia five, Arkansas six, Florida seven and K- Kentucky eight. And Florida can move up. They can very easily move up. But as of right now, they're a national seed, but not quite in that top four range.
0: Yeah. Um. My approach was a little bit different. I mean, I went more of the full season projection. Uh, I looked at what they did today, obviously, but then looked at a lot of teams like future schedules, who have they played, who have they not played yet, um, those type of things. But we do agree on seven of the eight national seeds. I have LSU one, Wake Forest two, Florida three, South Carolina four, Vanderbilt five, Virginia six. Now this is the one team... That you didn't have in your national seed i have stanford seven i do think the winner of the pac-12 uh if it is stanford will be a national seed and then i have arkansas eight um so those were my eight there i feel pretty good about it because in my opinion i think there's eight clear-cut top eight teams right now um i know kentucky's a good story right now i know like east carolina um some people say campbell some say louisville whoever like there's there's other good teams, but they're not in the same category as those top eight. You look at LSU, Wake Forest, Florida, South Carolina, Vandy, Virginia, Stanford, and Artsaw. like those are juggernauts. Those are teams that they're in it for the long haul. Um would it surprise me to see all of them in Omaha? Yeah, it would. You know, a few of those teams are gonna drop off, like in regionals, super regionals, whatever. It's just kind of like how it works. But in my opinion, like right now, the top eight are the top eight. Um, And then my nine through 16, I actually have Texas nine matched up with that Arkansas eight regional for a super regional, East Carolina 10, Campbell 11, Louisville 12, Coastal Carolina 13, North Carolina 14, Kentucky 15, and then 16, I went put my second favorite uh, Pac-12 team. And that's the USC Trojans, who are 9-3 in conference. And they just beat Fullerton on Tuesday uh, in a midweek game. Like, USC is surprisingly one of the teams that I don't think anybody's really talking about, but they have a really good squad this year.
1: No, I, I like it. I mean, I think we, for the most part, we were pretty similar in that grade. And going back to what you said about you putting Stanford in the national seed, at the end of the year, you're probably right. Um... I gave, like I said, I gave Kentucky the benefit of the doubt for now, gave them their respect they deserve for now. Will they be there at the end of the year? Probably not. But it's still in play. They're still very in play, even if they get their ass kicked this weekend in Baton Rouge. Mm-hmm. Um, but my 9, 10, 11, and 12, I went East Carolina, 9, Boston College, 10, Um I think Boston College is very much, very much in play for a national seed, And with the, their remaining schedule, um, I mean, they're 10 in the RPI right now. They have 7-6 against quad one team. They still have plenty of opportunity to continue to make noise. Duke is a strong team. They're going to be a postseason team as of right now. North Carolina will be can be a really good series win. And then they've got Clemson, Wake, and Notre So they plenty of opportunity to continue to stack up and build that resume. Um, Stanford 11, and then Coastal Carolina at 12. I think they are by far the best mid-major team right now, and they have the best shot to host the regional. And then 13, 14, 15, and 16, I went Louisville 13, the Texas Longhorns at 14, UConn 15, and UCLA 16. So, um, you went USC, which... Can very much happen. I pick, I went and CLA in and Oregon as my final spot, and I gave UCLA the nod since they beat them head to head. So yeah, outside of a little little mix and match, we were pretty similar um, for the most part.
0: I considered, <coughs> excuse me, um, I considered Boston College for a regional host. I just don't know if I believe in the longevity mm-hmm. of the Eagles. Um, I have them as a two seed here which is respectable, obviously, um, but you know, after getting swept against Louisville, I know they could have won a couple of those games. Um, I just, I, I know it's because of the name on their chest or their jerseys and I'm fully admitting to it, but I just don't know if they're gonna be able to sustain a 56 game schedule um, and keep playing good baseball. I don't know if they'll earn that that regional host, especially based off of what we know from the, the committee. Like, They don't reward teams that have never been there before. Now, if Boston College does the same thing next year and, and plays well, like they'll be on the radar and make, maybe they can host. But usually it's going to stick with teams that have come into the season with high hopes and have proven their way throughout the whole season. That's just my opinion, though. Um, so basically, the only two teams that are different. I have USC and and Campbell and don't have Campbell. Right. As a regional host. No.
1: And the reason why I don't have Campbell is because they're sitting at 25 in the RPI, which is already outside that fringe, like like the fringe zone where it's going to be tough. The rest of their schedule, 233 against Longwood, 244 against High Point. 196 Asheville, 152 Gardner-Webb, and then 90 Upstate are their weekend series. And then their midweek, 75 UNC Wilmington, Duke 51, Elon 30, Elon 30. And then um, they've got East Carolina 11. So basically they would need to, let's see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, they have seven midweek games against top 50 or top 70 rpi teams they wouldn't need to win five of those which is yeah very well you all i mean you all i
0: know you know this but another big part about the rpi is it is fluid rpi is fluid so if a team like louisiana who the raging cajuns have a really high rpi for some reason i think in the 70s but if they go 69, and 69 right now 69 uh, Um, nice but the uh if the raging cajuns get down to like the 20s in the rpi yeah. that's going to help campbell a lot because campbell beat them two out of three in a series um so it, it doesn't matter right now what the rpi looks like as much just because your opponents that you've played in the past like if they do better your rpi is going to go up too
1: yeah but a team like elon's is going to drop a team like app state is probably going to stay around 100. A team like Rutgers, probably not going to be 50. They're probably going to drop into the 70 range by the end of the year um, because based on the way they've been playing all year. So I think that kind of evens out. Based on the team they play, teams in front of them, that's why I just usually look at the team in front of them. Um, since The committee loves recency bias. So for me, it's just, if Campbell had one more marquee series, like weekend series win or one in front of them, it would be really good so i think mm. it's gonna be really hard for them to be in that top 18 ish range to host
0: yeah um, do
1: and we coastal's know got, Coastal's got way more dude coastal's got way more opportunity to mess up opportunity to climb all that good stuff
0: yeah i mean coastal plays in a tough conference too um exactly. so like they, they could just get murdered the rest of the way and not even make the tournament um, i think they're sustainable though it was really fun watching the the campbell versus um coastal carolina midweek series monday tuesday so when i did my regional projections it was after monday so campbell just had a big win against coastal i was like yep they're gonna host a regional mm-hmm. um kind of forgetting that they played tuesday too and of course they lost so um <laughs> it, it messed up my regional projections a little bit but i still think campbell has a good shot at hosting um now let's let's do this here let's go um let's go four seeds next and let's go based off of like one through 16 there um we talked about briefly on like one of our previous episodes but the uh the best way to do a regional projection is start with your your 16 national seeds and then go get all of your automatic qualifiers teams that are going to win their conference um that don't have a resume to be our um you know, not a, I mean, I'm sorry. A resume. It's not going to be at large based off of the RPI, and uh, go ahead and get your four seed set. So, like for example, my four seeds. Um, I have Alabama State winning the SWAC, going to LSU, the number all seed. Um, I have Davidson winning the A10, going to Wake Forest. Co- uh, Central Connecticut State winning. I Forget what conference they're in. Whatever conference they're in, going to Florida. Maine Central going Connecticut, to South Carolina, Central, Central Connecticut, Connecticut is Northeast. Yeah, the NEC. Uh, I have Maine going to South Carolina, Southeast Missouri going to VA, Army going to Virginia, San Jose State going to Stanford, Incarnate Word going to Arkansas. So those are my eight um, for my t- top eight national seeds. One more thing that you can always, um, i don't want to say bank on it but you can always assume that the four seeds are usually pretty regional for the most part um if if there's not a regional host site near maine which obviously i don't think there will be it might get sent some somewhere down south like south carolina or florida Um, same thing with like incarnate word and sam houston state probably going to stay somewhere in texas louisiana oklahoma region um, somewhere in there so Four seeds are normally based regional. Are they a East Coast team, Southern team, Central West, whatever it is?
1: Hey, by the way, Texas AM just hung a nine spot in the bottom of the third 10-3 a.m. in the third. I saw inning. that. Wow. Yeah. That's wild. Anyway, back on topic. Yeah, no, I think you pretty much said it for the 16th seeds. Um, either you go with the team that's First in the conference, if you don't know shit about it, or you pick a team they think it's gonna win, yeah. The majority, the majority of them are gonna be in the seventy to three hundred range.
0: Yeah, I mean, for a four seed, I mean, for example, like you take a team like Wofford. I have them as a four seed here now. Like their RPI could potentially bump them up to a three seed, but um, I mean, the committee is gonna want to try to get as many at-large teams in there as possible, so if that means Wofford is below that. I mean, it's hard to see a at-large team above 49 usually, right? Isn't that kind of the, the threshold? 50,
1: it, 50 is pretty much the limit unless there's a team. They just have to baby crib their way into the regionals. Mm-hmm. Cough, cough, TCU, cough, cough.
0: <laughs> um, and then the rest of my, my four seeds, I have Sam Houston State going to Texas, Ryder, going I to East Carolina.
1: English
0: English too. Yeah, Ryder going to, to uh, East Carolina, Oral Roberts going to Campbell, Wright State, Louisville, Wofford at Coastal Carolina, Columbia at North North Carolina. Wow, I didn't even realize, but they're the same colors. Like that Columbia, I North put Carolina Columbia
1: blue. in Green, I mean in Conway with Coastal, and I put Wofford in Greenville. So it's pretty yeah. much similar.
0: Um, Kent State one in the Mac going to Kentucky and Loyola Marymount going to USC, the 16 overall um, seed. Yeah,
1: so I was just going to say I I thought you were done, but go ahead. No, I'm done. It's all yours. Oh, okay. but before I before I like move on in the projection, I wanted to mention something about the hosting that we, like we had our sixteen team hosting whatever. I think the Big Ten winner can get a hosting spot, whether it's Maryland, Indiana, Iowa, Nebraska, whoever it is. For them to win the Big Ten, I think they're going to be in a, a position where they could potentially host one, no, just one. Same thing for the Big 12. I think the Big 12 is going to get two hosting spots, whether it's Texas, Oklahoma State, or TCU. But looking at Oklahoma State's schedule, it's going to be hard for them to be a host. I mean, 35 strength of schedule, which is great and all, but the Big the Big 12 this year is not as big and beefy as it usually can be. Mm-hmm. In terms of RPI, I have so. a good
0: point to bring up here. So I went on a, a TCU podcast, the Lupkin, sorry, Lupton Drinking Club. Really good follow on Twitter, if anybody. Um, you know, wants oh yeah, to we keep like we like,
1: Luton. we like the Lupton Drinking Club,
0: Lupton, buddy. Um, Lupton. It's it's my last name with an L, which usually there's an L next to my last name, anyways. But um, yeah, they, uh, they they're really good follow on Twitter. They have a great podcast. They just had um, the guest after me. Was Max Duggan, like the Heisman Trophy runner up. So I, I was his, uh what, what's it called? Is it
1: safe to say you were their, your, their biggest guest of, of the day?
0: No, I was kind of referring to, what, what's it called whenever like a band has an opener?
1: An opening, an opener.
0: Yeah, I was the opening act for like the main event.
1: What they call it? <laughs> what do they call it in UFC? The main card, and then there, what do they call the before the main card
0: preliminaries or something is that right prelim i was the prelim warm-up but anyway so i went on their podcast and my point what what i was going to make is um i told him i was like listen guys the big 12 you go look at the let's say the six to seven teams that you know are probably going to make a regional or at least have a shot at making a regional um but you look at them and you're like wow this team could either miss the tournament completely or they could host a regional take a team like um like oklahoma state for example oklahoma state could easily host a regional they could also like the way that they're looking or like the way that it may play out big 12 is kind of tough they could miss the whole tournament if they lose seven eight big 12 games in a row or go on a stretch of one and seven one and six whatever it is um it it, it could really hurt their chances just making the tournament. So there's a lot of teams like West Virginia, I remember bringing up as a point. Uh, It's difficult, man, because although the Big 12 does have Baylor that's not very good, Baylor's won a few games in the Big 12 this year. Um, Like, they could play spoiler. Who knows? Kansas is better than what people thought. Oklahoma, like, hasn't
1: gotten hot yet. But, um, yeah, I mean... I just I think they'll get two. It's gonna be very top heavy in the Big Twelve this year. If if you I mean outside of maybe West Virginia West Virginia maybe Kansas State. Texas. I mean, I have Texas Tech in my field. I think they're gonna be fine when selectionship Monday comes around. I think they'll be fine. I think they'll be right in there. They have a series win over Iowa, they have a series win over Oklahoma State, and they're gonna only add to that resume. So I think they'll be fine. But
0: so I have I had Texas Tech out because like I said I did my regional projection Monday night. No, actually it was Tuesday morning, and it before was before they beat Stanford. Before they beat Stanford, so they lost to Stanford, and I was like, man, their, their resume is not looking great. Their RPI is super high right now. Um, I don't know if i would
1: Which is why projection this time of the year is so lame. It's fun to do it. It gets everybody (laughs) hyped. I like looking at other ones. Uh, When I was playing I loved looking at regional projection and then locking my phone, going to sleep and dreaming about playing in that regional. I did it all the time. I can remember it as clear as day. You get super hyped about seeing what regional people are thinking you, you could go to. So it was fun. But this shit changes too much. This shit mm-hmm. literally, I press submit and the RPI start changing as soon as the game is played.
0: <laughs> yeah, you, but, you refresh um, the another, page and the RPI is changing.
1: Another hosting point I want to make sure make clear: Southern Myth, they're 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 still there. They're the Miss another year in Hattiesburg. If they win that series at Coastal this weekend, they're they're literally right back in the coasting picture. And then if they finish strong, they're in at the host. So,
0: yeah, don't get me wrong. Like, I think that's that brings up a good point. Yeah, there are 30, let's say 32 teams. I think actually I counted. I think I had 28 potential hosts this year just based off of future, um, future stuff. And so I, I, I'm talking about teams like Indiana or Nebraska, um, Maryland, like they could all play their way into a hosting picture. Louisiana, Southern Miss, Old Dominion. I'm gonna stop um, you on Louisiana.
1: We'll, we'll 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 talk about the the fun belt here in a second. I have a couple of interesting nuggets that are like whoa. Um, but yeah, Southern Miss when the Coastal. Their resume looks beautiful. They'll be right back in the hosting picture. Now let's get into the, sun belt, the fun belt.
0: Wait, you said you're you know, gonna. You said stop me at Louisiana. What were you gonna say?
1: Louisiana has. To be clear, zero series win versus teams with a winning record. Let that sink in for a second. They have zero series win versus teams with a winning record, and they have one quad, one win. They have a lot of work to do. Same with Old Dominion. Old Dominion had one series win for the team with a winning record. So those team people were tweeting at me saying, Where's ODU? Where's Louisiana? I'm like, well, to be honest, they have A lot of work to do i can't assume today i cannot assume they're shooing to be in the tournament now if they you know had a little more on the resume then i can assume things but it's like buddy they've got a lot of work to do to be a lot because you know how the committee is they're going to get your sec team then they're going to get your big 12 your Pac 12 your acc team and, and then they'll say okay we have four more spots but who can who can we give them to You know what, you know what
0: kind of like frustrates me though about when the whole cliche saying of, you know, the committee is going to make sure they get the Big 12 teams or the SEC teams or the ACC teams in. I I disagree. I think the committee mostly goes for teams with the bigger fan bases. Um, Like, for example, like Louisiana has a huge fan base. They probably have a bigger fan base than most of those Big 12 teams and, you know, they have a bigger fan base than yeah, but,
1: yeah, Kentucky
0: but, and Missouri and uh, like Boston but, College.
1: But let's say, for example, Alabama or Auburn is 11 and 17 in the SEC or something, or 11 and 16 in the SEC. With I wouldn't 11, put Auburn it, in this. It, I mean, it, Auburn has
0: a huge fan base, though. That, that That's not pairing what I'm
1: saying. Okay, but I'm, but let me finish it. Let's say they finish 13 and 20 against quad one team, which is 13 quad one wins. And then you have a team like Louisiana who finishes with, let's say, three or four quad one wins. The committee is going to give that three seed, that last team and stuff, to Auburn, nine, 10, 11, 12 times out of 10. <laughs> you know it. You know it. Unless their RPI is top forty and they have six plus quad one wins as the mid major, they're going to get the ACC, SEC a C team with double digit quad one win. It, it happens, but you have to everyone. remember
0: this, Dimitri. If Louisiana or whoever, let's say Louisiana or Old Dominion or um, give me another state, Texas State. You can Texas state. state but argument. like, if one of them wins the the sun regular season,
1: it does. It well, won't matter. Then that change, yeah. Of course, if they win the regular season, that means they're going to end up with you know eight or nine super strong resume. But looking at the schedule, how can you just assume that they're going to win? You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I know. But right now, Louisiana yeah. is in first place in the
1: Sun Belt. So okay, but Louisiana also played Arkansas State, South Alabama State, apple or South Alabama, App State, and Marshall—literally the four worst, almost the four worst teams in the Sun Belt. Okay. I mean, I'm not, just saying, they didn't make I'm just the
0: schedule. Saying. The Sun Belt Conference made their schedule.
1: No, no, I'm I'm not saying anything <laughs> wrong with it. That they're, they're going to play Jane Man, they're going to play Coastal, they're going to play Texas State and Southern Net. So the road is in front of them, quote unquote. They control their own destiny, sure. But I, I mean, they lost the bet the one winning team they played with a winning record in Sunbelt play with App State, and they lost at home. They lost the series. So it's like, like their best series win is Rice. And I'm not saying Rice is bad. I'm just saying Rice isn't a team you beat your chest over. Like, hey, we beat them Rice out, <laughs> baby. Let's go.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I, dude, I think. But I think Louisiana has a chance. Like if they play great they do. down the stretch, I'm saying not even to make the tournament. I'm saying to like host a regional. They win uh, the Sun Belt uh, regular season. I mean, they have a good chance.
1: That mean that mean that mean they beat dude. Come on, that mean they beat Southern Myth. That mean they beat Coastal. Coastal at home, they beat Texas State at home and beef Southern Miss on the road and take care of James Madison on the road and take care of Troy at home and take care of Louisiana Monroe at Louisiana Monroe. Like, that's still a lot of what ifs. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they're one of my three okay, favorites. What if the Twitter warriors going to come out and say, we beat Rice, we deserve to get in?
0: <laughs> I, we'll see. Um, I have them as a two seed though. I have them as a two seed at LSU, so, so which would be I mean, crazy hey. if that happened. That city would be freaking popping, dude. I would be
1: the first to put Louis Louisiana in the hosting picture conversation if they take if they do what I just said, completely run the table at the rest of their schedule. They're going to be in hundred percent in the in the hosting picture, but that's a big old hill they got to climb. That's yeah. bigger than Mount Everest.
0: No, it's not. It's not that bad.
1: Um, and Old Dominion, we don't even have to break their, their schedule down. They're the same boat as Louisiana. Can yeah. can they run the table and get in and run a hosting picture? Sure, absolutely. Is it safe to say that the winner... That, if you want to do that, Georgia Southern can run the table and be right back in the picture. Well, not I was going to bring that up. Let's, let's
0: focus on the Sun Belt here. Does the winner of the Sun Belt regular season assuming that they played all right in the conference tournament are they pretty much a lock to host a regional because it's oh. a tough conference the winner of the sundown regular season
1: oh i think i think the the regular season winner unless it's not some bullshit team like app State somehow getting super hot and sneaking a win i'd tiebreaker on the last weekend yeah the sunbelt team probably gonna have a host the winner's probably gonna be hosting yeah. Which is why I think Coastal is the best, your favorite to do that.
0: And then I also like the point where you said Southern's not out of it. No, nope. because they're not. They're right. They're
1: right in. I mean, this weekend, it's humongous for both teams.
0: I have a bone to pick with Southern Miss, though. What's up with them? I think they're 0 3 or maybe 0 4 midweeks against SEC teams, and they've looked bad. I know they were beating Old Miss when the game got canceled. Um, maybe, maybe. Joe.
1: Maybe they lost so. bad,
0: to, dude. They mm-hmm. lost bad to Alabama. They they lost to, um, Mississippi
1: State. We're with the committee, mm-hmm.
0: like you, you gotta. I mean, I know they're midweek. Hey, maybe so you can't put too uh, weight into it, but you gotta beat those. Yeah, you gotta beat maybe. those SEC teams in the midweek.
1: Yeah, maybe maybe Southern Myth has adopted the SEC mindset. Midweeks don't matter. This is this. Is your I know. I'm I'm making a joke. I'm making a joke. Come on, dude. I'm making a okay. joke.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. I got it. I'm slow. I'm slow with the jokes today. Anyways, um, let's run through our two seats here because we're we're spending a lot of time on it. I mean, I know it's good to spend time, but also I want to preview this weekend uh because we have a lot of Hey
1: you hold on one correction. Southern Myth, Coastal Carolina is next weekend, not this weekend. Well, Next I know it wasn't this weekend. Sorry. That
0: would 100% be on our pick wasn't um, Hey, by
1: the way, what about this scenario? Coastal runs the table, and let's just say Southern Myth wins that series. Coastal runs the table. Southern myth runs the table. Sunbelt can very easily have two hosts.
0: Mm, that, see,
1: means Louisiana, that means Louisiana is dead. That means Old Dominion is dead because that means they they beat them. And that means they don't add to their resume. So, if you're the Sun Belt, would you rather have two hosts or four, two teams in the tournament, I, both hosting, or four teams and only one host?
0: You see, I I don't think the Sun Belt will get two hosts because last year easily could have with Texas State and Georgia Southern. But and Texas,
1: State, Texas State was in that fringe territory. They left it in the hands of the committee. It's that simple. Yeah. I think they should. I think they deserved it. I think they deserved the host. Just by the way, I think they deserved it last year. But I, I, I did too. It gets dude. It, the shit gets so crowded at the top. It gets so freaking crowded. I don't think people realize that.
0: I what I also want to add one more thing on the Sun Belt, and I'm sorry if you're a listener and you don't care about the Sun Belt. But last year when Texas State went to Stanford's regional and should have won that regional, other than that like late inning collapse. I think it showed a lot of people like the committee and like a lot of other college baseball coaches and and players like the Sunbelt is a damn good conference and like they're going to compete with anybody in the regional tournament. So maybe they do get a benefit of the doubt to get that extra at large team um, because they're exciting. They have big fan bases and everybody likes to root for the underdog. They like to to root for a Georgia Southern if they go to a, um, you know, UNC regional or whatever it is
1: yeah which which i don't know why this reminded me but whatever happened to texas tech offense in the georgia southern region i, I still to this day will not understand but anyway. i went
0: to that regional texas tech just couldn't hit nobody could hit in that regional the ball was dead it was bad Who knows? Um, Who knows? all right let's do our two seeds here so two seeds are kind of work they work backwards they start at 16 and go down to one because your best two seeds normally going to go to the 16 seed and so on and so on um, to kind of reward the number one seed. So I have Tennessee as basically my 17th overall seed going to USC. Uh, Tennessee can easily play their way into a hosting picture. I just don't know if there's going to be, let's see, one, two, three, four, five. I don't think the SEC is going to get six teams to host a regional. It's so tough.
1: It's been done before though, right?
0: I don't know if six has ever done it.
1: Yeah, maybe maybe, maybe five. Maybe five is the six five is a
0: lot, time. dude. That's almost
1: half. <laughs> well, that's the thing a lot. about it, right? half of the team in the sc or half of the regional host being SC. Look at Omaha last year. Wasn't it like 60%?
0: Um last year there was
1: five out of eight. Six four. out of eight.
0: Four out of eight, I thought. And no, 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 it was
1: three in one side and one in the other.
0: There's Texas A&M, Arkansas, Auburn, um, Auburn and Ole Miss. Ole Miss. Four. Everybody expected Tennessee to be there, but they didn't make
1: it. Dude, that, that was that was unnecessary. Um, I know that was um,
0: But if you are Tennessee, like you, you don't hate yourself going out west to Southern California, playing nice weather, two seed, like you still feel like you're probably the best team there. Um
1: you ain't gonna get that rowdy raunchy fan basin.
0: Yeah. Um, so I so basically let's just do it like this. Instead of doing our two seeds, let's just read off starting at 16, like our two and three seed. Um, so I have USC as the one seed for 16 overall, Tennessee two, Cal State Fullerton three, and then Loyola Marymount four. You know, very I I could easily see that being a a regional basically team out west. Are we going to go through? Are we about
1: to go through all 15 regional? Yeah,
0: just let's just go through it real quick so the fans kind of get a better grasp. Um, So, USC, Tennessee, Fullerton, Loyola Marymount, and then 15 we have Kentucky, Boston College. I have as a two seed, and then Southern Miss is a three seed. Kent State is the four. Um, I don't know. I think Miss will end up being a two seed. But right now, I have them on a fringe, just getting bumped down to a three seed. But if you're Southern Miss, you would rather be a three seed at Kentucky or like the 15 overall seed than be a two seed at LSU. Right. That's so people don't think about that. There's no difference, in my opinion, being a two seed versus a three seed. The we're, like the area that you want to be in, though, is you want to be a two or a three seed and the lower end like a not a national ranked team um so if you ask southern miss hey would you rather be a three seed at the 15 overall seed or a two seed at the number one overall seed i think most people would say uh, give us that 15
1: overall seed no i agree uh, but i think that's just arguing or not arguing but just disgusting some semant- like points that are going to change so much between now and literally midnight tomorrow night after friday night games have been played so like i i mean it i mean i don't really want to go through all my 16 regionals if you want to go through yours we can absolutely go through them but if people want to see it it's on the website smack in the front page you can see it on my twitter too i don't tweet that much on my personal so it to probably still be the first tweet up there um, all right.
0: Well, then, what we'll do? I'll go through all sixteen of mine because I didn't post it on any social media or the website. No, and I probably fine. not. I'm probably not going to because, like, I'll do it next Monday. We'll do
1: we'll do our we'll do our combined. We'll do an official 11.7 combined one next
0: yeah. week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, and then so 14, I have UNC. UConn is a two seed. Oregon State three seed. Columbia four. Coastal 13. Overall. Iowa two seed, AM three seed, Wofford four overall. Now Iowa and AM, I could see AM being a two seed. I could see Iowa being a three seed, but I did season-long projections. I think Iowa will be the, you know, the best <clears throat> Big Ten team uh over the course of the year. I think they have a very easy schedule the rest of the way. So I, I granted them a two-seed there. Um in the Louisville bracket, I have Arizona State two, Maryland three, Wright State four, Campbell um i have ucla 2 mizzou 3 oral roberts 4. um usually when i think uh, did we already talk about on this episode or was it pre-show where i think it was pre-show anytime the committee gets an at, i mean sorry a, a mid-major hosting, uh, regional they always load it up with like an sec acc pac-12 like two really good conference teams so you're gonna get like for campbell's regional host you're going to get act 12 and a an sec team. You're going to get a ACC and big 12 team. Um, so that's why through Mizzou and UCLA there um, and East Carolina's regional. I have Nebraska as a two, Notre Dame three, Texas regional, UTSA as a two long beach state is a three Arkansas. I have TCU as the two Oregon is a three Stanford. I have Oklahoma state as the two Santa Barbara is a three. Virginia, I have Old Dominion 2, West Virginia 3, Vanderbilt, I have NC State, a little rematch from the College World Series a couple years ago. So NC State is a 2, Indiana State is a 3, South Carolina, I have Indiana is a 2, Duke is a 3, Florida, I have Miami is a 2, Florida Gulf Coast is a 3, Wake Forest, I have Elon is a 2, and then, can't read my handwriting, oh, Dallas Baptist is a 3, and then for LSU, I have Louisiana 2 northeastern number three so those are my regional I mean, predictions i mean
1: the only thing i'll add is i agree with the whole major getting stacked against them um we saw miami it with, with georgia just, southern miami last year safety, miami just safety squeezed and took the lead in the top of the 954. still in business baby
0: that's that dude that's they cool need it. a winner they need a win on the road miami's been terrible on the road
1: yeah, 0 and six in the ACC, in ACC play on the road, but it looks like they're about to get their first one. Anyway, I put NC State in Alabama in coastal regional. It's that simple. They get stacked against them every single time.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like even like East Carolina, like the committee's going to consider them a mid major. They're going to Even in
1: 2014, when Louis, Louisiana Lafayette, at the time, Louisiana Lafayette, at the time, I'm referring <laughs> to their name at the time it was it happened didn't they 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 were the number one national seed right no no they dropped back they dropped back right before it they they mm-hmm. dropped they won they won the Sunbelt tournament and what, what were they they were a national seed though were they three I'll look it up dude dude Louisiana was a national seed in- and yeah, I think they
0: were fourteen.
1: I, I mean I pulled it up.
0: Uh no, I pulled it up. F- Let's see. Oh, I pulled up basketball. 50, they went
1: 58 and 10, 26 and 4 in some play. Jesus. What were they um, where were they seated? They were the um it doesn't say. Yeah, it doesn't say, but you you remember we talked about this the other day, how they lost to Jackson State, won nothing, opened the regional, and then came back and won four straight. But they got San Diego State, who was pretty good that year in Mississippi State. In Do the, you remember? The- um oh, they, so back, they, faced, on, they were they the sixth.
0: They were the sixth overall seed. So back then they didn't they didn't seed nine through sixteen. It was Top eight national seeds and then the rest, like nine through 16, they weren't ranked. It was it was just basically you matched up with this regional, your matchup with no. It wasn't a nine through 16. They just did top eight.
1: Yeah, you're right. You're right.
0: Listen to the top eight seeds in 2014. Oregon State, Florida, Virginia, Indiana, Florida State, Louisiana, Lafayette, TCU and LSU.
1: Um, By the way, LSU just walked it off and run with Kentucky in eight. Yeah, But hold on. The fact that Kentucky put up five rounds on skiing is something. I mean, that's seven earned runs in his last two starts. I'm not saying his panic button or anything, but that's pretty impressive against that stuff that he has.
0: Right. But you also have to think, like today he gave up five runs, but he was pitching with a 13-run
1: lead. It was fourteen to so, so one. His, yeah, so his his level of yeah. I mean, they were probably not the same as a one nothing ball game.
0: Exactly. Um, but
1: South, what South Carolina did to him last weekend was not what South Carolina. What Ethan Petrie did to him.
0: <laughs> well, also, I mean, he he went three innings and struck out eight. So
1: yeah, I know which is which is what most power pitchers do.
0: Yeah, he gave up two home runs, whatever.
1: I mean, um, doesn't, DeGrom, doesn't DeGrom do the same thing? He'll give up nine runs in five innings with 12K.
0: Nine runs in five innings? No. DeGrom he doesn't give up it. nine runs a
1: year. No, dude. He gave up like six or seven runs on opening day this year. So, yeah, yeah it, it happened. Anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, that's, I'm I'm good with my field 64. If you want to see it, it's on the website. It's on my Twitter. It's very easy to find. And yeah. I have some bullet points and some thoughts I put into it as I kind of was building it.
0: Yeah. All right, let's get into the uh, the weekend preview here. Um, hey, real quick,
1: what what were your thoughts? For those that don't know, I was waiting on Wi-Fi. I was kind of it was hard for me to watch a game. Honestly, I couldn't really watch much. I had a box score follow, which is probably the worst
0: it's probably um, worse than like not even watching
1: the box score <laughs> um but what were your thoughts on coastal and campbell monday and tuesday night
0: so it actually went exactly how i thought it would go um so giving out my like gambling picks daily um i, I pretty much called it i campbell day one they were starting who or Cummings. sorry there's a g on it uh cummings who junior like going to be a draft guy um hasn't like been as sharp as i think him or like campbell needed him to be this year but like he's getting back to that form and then coastal was starting like a lefty freshman and you look at it and you're like wow campbell should win this game they're at home and they did they jumped on him early i think they put up four or five runs in the first couple innings and uh coastal made it interesting towards the end you know scoring some runs we knew their offense would um campbell won the game though so it was setting up an interesting like game three because Coastal won a few weeks ago in the midweek. So going into Tuesday, I was like locked in and I was like, you know what? Coastal is the deeper team um, and their offense is always going to play and their offense is going to beat up on bad pitching. And that's exactly what happened. Um, Coastal jumped out to an early like four nothing lead and um, you know pitched well enough to win. So Coastal showed me that like they're they're going to continue to beat up on bad pitching, and it's a good formula because when regionals happen, even if they get in the losers bracket, when you start seeing teams like number five and six pitchers, you know day three of the regional, they can work their way out of a of a losers bracket really easily.
1: No, absolutely. I mean, I think coastal is going to be. A team playing on Sunday on regional weekend, and they're going to be abusing a team. They're going to they're going to be that team that might lose the Saturday night one zero matchup, only to come back and win the Sunday evening game and force a winner take all on Monday, only because their offense is going to carry them.
0: Yeah, um, I think Coastal is a really good regional team because like their frontline starters are good. Like, they're going to eat up innings. They're going to give up less than four runs. Their offense is going to take dominant. over. And think about this: like if if Coastal does host a regional, it makes them that much tougher because their offense is ten times better at home than on the road. Like they just had to hit there, man.
1: And 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 they have hey they have the heady sharky, (laughs) the shark, big shark. They have the shark who will come in and slam the door. So hey, they're they're, I'm I'm excited to see them in June. Yeah, Um,
0: there were a lot of other good.
1: we could be getting way ahead of ourselves right now and they could fall off the face of the earth. So I'm Mm going to pump the brakes on that because I really do want to see them and our curse is bad.
0: Right. Um, a couple other, I guess, midweek shout outs. Um, Brian Ellis from Florida Gulf coast out of nowhere did not even know this was a thing, but he set the all time NCAA record for most consecutive games reaching base 102 straight games of reaching base he accomplished it with a walk in the first inning um against fau and he broke oh no i can't think of who uh it was mark payton was P- it in K- in K- no. K- no it was mark payton from texas who had 101 but so over over brian ellis's 100 last 102 games played where he's reached base in all 102. 432 this is a, a graph done by friday starters at friday starters um good twitter account for college baseball he, he does good work there um 102 consecutive games played of course um i'll reach base on all of them 432 played appearances 125 runs 143 hits 77 rbis 78 walks six only 76 strikeouts 39 hit by pitches and a 358 batting average. Pretty damn good. <laughs>
1: I mean. That's really. And you know what's the crazy thing is that went on the NCAA record page to look at this stat. It's, really even, it's not even a record stat on their website. It needs like to I be. That's it. impressive. find it anywhere.
0: Yeah. And it snuck up on everybody. I had no idea that was a thing. So shout out to Brian Ellis. I'm sure Billy Bean will be drafting you in the first round this year. Cause he gets on um, base. That I, I, I don't
1: know about that. All that. Uh, I was a
0: joke, Dimitri. <laughs> it was a money oh, ball joke. Oh, he gets oh, on damn base.
1: Yeah, man, I fell for it. Um, Hold on, I'm watching. My, I'm watching Andrew Walters about to slam the door. Two, two out, uh, two strikes in the ninth.
0: Um, all right. So while you're watching that, I'll go over the rest of my midweek notes here. Uh, UTSA big win at Texas A&M. UTSA is a real deal. Um, uh, Ethan Petry hits another home run moonshot against usc upstate that's a 16th probably going to win freshman of the year um let's see here um oh blake burke hit the furthest ball i've ever seen that, that was fun let's see anything else uh, east carolina
1: hey, whooped hey, old dominion pause for 10 seconds so i can clip this
0: yeah <laughs> all right um yeah other others from the midweek uh jake geloff hit his 38th career home run, which breaks the Virginia record most of all time. Um, let's see here. We also have, oh, I learned what the bean pot was. Boston College won the bean pot against Harvard, Northeastern, and one other school in Boston. Um, I guess it's a hockey term, it's a hockey tournament they play, and they also carry it over to baseball, too. Um, they won it with a walk off home run. Uh, Texas and Texas State uh split. Texas won game one. Texas State won game two. And
1: um was it was, it was it was near and was it even as close as exciting? Um
0: Texas kind of ran away. I think they won like five to two game one and then TC or sorry, Texas State blew them out game two. Um Penn set another hot dog record, five thousand two hundred and eighty seven hot dogs eaten at their Midweek game. That's a reform. <laughs> um, yeah. Let's see. I mean, that's about it. I think. Oh, Auburn and Georgia Tech played an extra inning thriller. Um, Auburn ended up winning. Yeah, that's about it.
1: Nice. Um, yeah. I. I. Um, last weekend in this midweek was was hard for me to um, watch games, so I just kind of had to follow and check things here and there, but. Um, we are back. We have shout out to Elon Musk Starling. We are back on the airwaves. We have a plus plus shout out to Mike Rooney plus plus internet.
0: Say it again. Oh, shout out to Mike Rooney. I get it. Well,
1: because he always said he, everything, every tweet he has plus plus this plus plus that.
0: Or he or he gives it like a 20 through 80 rating. he will be like that's an eighty. Yeah, the twenty to eighty <laughs> grading
1: scale or yeah. plus plus.
0: Man, he's the best. I love Rooney. Um I love it. all right. So you ready to preview the weekend here? Yep. We let's got our do it. six weekend pick pick'em series. Um, we got the egg bowl, Ole Miss Mississippi State, also known as the basement of the SEC right now. Somebody's gotta win that series, so um, It'll, it'll really help one of those teams' chances of getting to frickin' Hoover if they win the series. Um, Wake Forest, Louisville, and then South Carolina, Vanderbilt. And then we have three mid-major series that I'm excited about. We have Binghamton, uh, top two in their conference there, battling it out. Elon at William & Mary, another two top of the AA standings. Um, and then Evansville at Southern Illinois, Missouri Valley action there. So are a little bit tougher than um, the more like power five weekend series we usually pick from. So uh, let's start here with, with Ole Miss at Mississippi State. Tell me your thoughts on this and uh, who do you think is going to end up winning?
1: Um, sorry, uh, I was not listening. I uh, uh, was reading a Kevin Rogers tweet. Um, so breaking news. Big news in the recruiting world: NCAA Division One Council has passed a revamped baseball recruiting model that does now does not allow any contact to or from a recruit or their family until August first of their junior year. It used to be July first. Now it's August first, right? Was a sophomore, or junior? Yeah, yeah. So normally it was July first. You you got to college coaches could call you the July 1st, the summer mm-hmm. before your junior year. So is this big news or no? Well, he made it sound like it's big news.
0: I'm, I'm reading the whole tweet now.
1: Um, I mean, in two months, a big deal. I mean, it does. It does eliminate basically any contact during the whole entire summer season. And travel ball showcases all that the perfect game and everything.
0: So yeah, I just kept reading on. So no third party contact either. So basically, you're yeah. not going to see you're not going to see eighth graders, ninth graders, really even tenth graders commit at all, unless um, they
1: commit to a phantom scholarship.
0: Yeah, unless they like go to a camp and the coach is like, hey, like hey, like you should commit. You should really do this. Um, yeah, that's interesting. I don't I don't think it's going to change the landscape of college baseball at all. I mean, it's just going to be postponing the timetable, but I, don't know, I guess it's breaking news. We'll give Kendall a little shout-out there.
1: Yeah. Um, I'll tell you
0: this. I'm not worried about it, and it's not going to affect 11.7
1: at all. <laughs> nope. The 11.7 name lives on. It
0: lives on. Until I see Kendall Rogers breaking – ncaa allows up to 25 scholarships yeah, uh, it's no, not gonna, not no, gonna ent-
1: I, I i do like that though it's stupid to offer a ninth grader or 10th grader stupid they you, do they you know how many ninth classes?
0: eighth ninth and 10th graders i've seen that like, commit and then not turn out to be anything in college where they
1: show up on campus and they transfer six months in
0: dozens man just imagine like think about this i know it's probably the same when you played. But over in Texas, like you'll have a team or a guy play for the banditos in eighth grade, ninth grade. And uh, like the banditos just always have kids committing in eighth grade. Yep. And, um, you know, they turn out to not even be draft guys out of high school. They commit to Texas as an eighth grader and they show up on campus and never play. Uh, it, it happens too frequently. So maybe this is a good rule.
1: Yep. Um, but anyway.
0: All right, so um, back to the weekend series pick him. I'm going to give our leaderboard a shout out. We have Drew Miller and D Moore 113 at 35 and 11, which is outrageous. By the way,
1: insane.
0: Yeah, that's outrageous. Um, But I mean, right behind them, we have a lot. Um, So B Block 22, he's at thirty four and 12 a game back from those two. And then we have seven guys. Uh, well, never mind. We have beef baseball at 34 and 12 as well. And then we have Midwest Aggie, Chuck Johns, 77 in B, Cola Ball 1, or sorry, Cola B Ball 1, Blaker Mayfield and Hunter Foster at 33 and 13. So like one good weekend, you could be at the top of the standings. It's that jam tight. And I'm probably in last place, but who cares? Yeah. Um, But let's talk about Ole Miss and Mississippi State. I'll go first because I do have a lot of thoughts about this series. Uh, it's at Mississippi State, which we know is going to be slam-packed. They're probably going to set another attendance record. Doesn't matter how good or how bad these teams are. Like every time they play, they're going to just keep upping their attendance records. It's just going to happen. Um, and I do think it's going to be a very competitive series. Um, like Mississippi State's played pretty good recently. Um, Ole Miss played a little bit better. Like they showed me some life against Arkansas what it comes down to for me is, is like, obviously we know they both have pitching struggles, right? Like there's not a guy that you can really lean on and say like, oh, that's an automatic win. Like this guy is going to give them an automatic win. It really just comes down to offense. And like in conference play, I'm, I'm double checking my stats right now, but
1: um, I'm almost positive. That- I think, I think this series is even more awesome because they're both bad well like they have
0: both- so much to play for like that was one of my other points that i was going to come up with is usually when these two teams play like they're playing for you know a high, top 10 overall seeds like you know they're playing for a national seed or they're playing for like a regional host like now they're playing for their lives <laughs> the augie grito quote like does our lives and it really is. You lose the series,
1: you might was not it, was it, dude, Hold on, hold on. We were we were having the same conversation last year. Mississippi State and Ole Miss were both at the bottom of the standing a year ago. Now
0: <laughs> you're right; they, they were
1: on the series, but Ole Miss went on to win the national championship. So maybe this, maybe Mississippi State loses this series, they may go on to win the national championship this year. Don't shoot <laughs> the messenger. I'm just saying what happened.
0: Yeah. I don't- I don't think we have to worry about that, <laughs> um, but anyways, I mean, I think right now Mississippi State is is playing better um, than than Ole Miss, and they just they won two out of three against Alabama. And I, I do think Alabama is a really solid club. They made Florida everything they could you know wish for in a series, um, and and Ole Miss did just play back to back midweek games. Two midweek games does take a toll. I think. Uh, they lost to Memphis, which was surprising on Tuesday. Nobody saw that coming. Um. I'm I'm gonna go with Mississippi State here at home. Played a little bit better recently. Other than that, like it wouldn't surprise me if Ole Miss won. I just I'm gonna stick with the home team here. Give me Mississippi State. Dude. Mm. And I, I do think Mississippi State's offense is clicking now. You know they have the I lineup think, set. They, they have their dudes back in there. Um, I, I I like I like what I see right now from them.
1: I think um, I think Mississippi State the way they played South Carolina two weekends ago um, showed me that hey, there's still a lot of fight in this team. They're not down for the count yet. Um, and then. They got a series win against Alabama, who is not a bad team by any means. They're they're a good team. Got a series win there. Um, they're starting to put together some wins um after getting their shit kicked in by Vanderbilt. Um, so I like where I like where they're heading. Um, I think they have the momentum here. Ole Miss, on the other hand, they're losing a lot of games right now. They're, mm-hmm. I mean, they were kind of in it with Arkansas a little bit. Um they got a win there, but they just haven't been able to win a series yet. They just can't haven't found a way. And I don't think it changes this weekend. Oh, let me
0: add one more point that I didn't have written down. I thought I, I thought I would remember Mississippi State by the way. Okay. Oh wow. Okay. Cool. Um also one more point that I want to make about the series and why I was originally choosing Mississippi State is like this is a must-win series for Mississippi State because if you look at these two teams' schedules for the rest of the uh, rest of the season, after so for Mississippi State, after Ole Miss, they have Auburn, Tennessee, Arkansas, LSU, and Texas A&M. That's tough. Um, Ole Miss, on the other hand, though, they have a much lighter um, SEC schedule. They have, uh, let's see here, they have LSU next week, Georgia, Missouri, Auburn, Alabama. So I would take Ole Miss's remaining schedule over Mississippi State's ten times out of ten.
1: Good point. Good point. But so like um, Mississippi State
0: has to has to win this series. Yep. Yep. They also play each other, I think, in a midweek game later in the year.
1: Yeah, give me Mississippi State at home. That's the pretty much the difference maker for me. And they're All they're right. playing a little bit better baseball right now.
0: Oh boy. People are gonna hate on Twitter for both choosing Mississippi State, but whatever. Um, I
1: don't. I think. I don't think. I think they moved down to football recruit. uh spring practices by now. So. They won't oh, hurt. did
0: you see? Did you see Kemp Alderman throwing like ninety-five in the closer role the other day? Wait, what? Kemp Alderman pitched against Alcorn State. Oh, Kemp. Or... Yeah,
1: yeah. I see, see that. He
0: was like pumping ninety-five as a closer. Crazy.
1: Good for him. Must be nice.
0: They're probably just searching for arms to throw. Bianco's like, hey, can you throw? Okay, cool. You, you got the ninth for us.
1: shit, yeah, just pull up every home run, highlight the right field, see who throwed their solo cup the hardest. So yeah. Get to sure. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, next one in here is Wake Forest at Louisville. So I, I should have saved this one for last, but I do have a hot take here. My gut and my brain both say, let's go Louisville here. Because, one, if you go back to our very first episode, when we we're talking about how we don't think Wake Forest deserves to be the num- like, number two t- team in the country, you know, they're overhyped, they always live up, or they never live up to their expectations, once they get an SC- or AC play, they struggle, blah, 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 whatever. Um I, I'm sticking with that. Uh, no, I d- I did take a 180, and I said, "Hey, Wake Forest is freaking good this year." I was wrong on it. Um, you know, I'll, I'll eat my article or my what it was, eat my column is what people say. But Louisville at home is uh, is is a different animal. They're 19 and three at home this year. They would swept Boston College, and right now, it feels like Louisville is hitting their stride. Like they lost two out of three against NC State. You know, they swept Boston College and they, they killed Bellarmine at home in the midweek. I just think this is a, a complete, like, Louisville's been doing this a lot longer than Wake Forest, like winning games in the ACC. And, uh, you know, I think Dan McDonald's going to have the boys ready. This is their, Wake Forest has a target on their back and Louisville's going to show up ready to play. I like Louisville to win. Um, if it was on the road, I would say all day. But I'm going to stick with Louisville um, just playing well at home. And I think Wake Forest will trip up at some point this year. This is a good spot for him.
1: Dude, I knew, I knew. As soon as you said you have a hot take, I knew exactly where you were going with this. You're going to go with the Blue Blood. It's starting to get that time of the year. Weather starts heating up. The Blue Bloods come out ready to play. The best teams win. And experience matters. Wake Forest is probably – they're, they're a top three team in the country right now. They can pitch. They can hit. They Easy. can play, yeah. do it all. 100%. Louisville at home, they've done this before. They host regional, super regional. They go to Omaha. They've done it all. Multiple year in and year out. This year, I think Wake Forest is that good. I think – even when they're playing bad, pitching bad, whatever. One, either offensively or pitching and defense, one picks up the other. I've noticed that about this team. They hit really well. They hit really well. Pitching is struggling. They hit really well. Hitting struggle, Rhett Louder, Sean Sullivan, they guys hit up. And they win the 2-1 to game, the 4-3 game. They didn't hit very well against Miami a couple of weekends ago. Pitching absolutely shoved it up their ass. So, mm-hmm. I'm force here but i really do like your point about this is when te- the good teams start to win the, the experienced team start to win so but i i told you i'm not getting cute with my picks i'm 16 and one in my last 17 picks i'm sticking to my plan give me the demon deacon <laughs> all right
0: um all right so next series here we go <laughs> we go all the way to the america east conference um
1: this is brutal
0: yeah. So, Maine at Binghamton. Now, Binghamton just got, was it two years ago, a brand new stadium from an anonymous donor who donated like $60 million to build them a new field, and it's beautiful. Binghamton has one of the nicest mid-major stadiums out there, hands down. Um, And Maine has a huge College College World Series history, if you didn't know. I think they've been to five or six College World Series back in like the 80s, 70s, and 80s. Uh, so like they have a history of being a baseball school. So this was an interesting series for us. Um, they're one, two right now in the America East and one's Maine is nine and zero in conference and Binghamton's five and one. Um, now Binghamton is 18 and 10 on the year Maine's 15 and 11. So, um, I, I can't name a single player. I, I can't name a single player on either team. I can't name the coach off the top of my head, so whatever like stats I would say would just be made up on the spot. I'm going gut pick here. Give me Binghamton at home. Nice stadium. We'll, we'll shout them out. Give, give me Binghamton.
1: Let's go, baby. Um, I am taking the Maine Black Bears. They beat Pittsburgh in the Snowbird Classic to open the season. ACC series win. They um, have been winning a lot of ball ballgames against uh, not-so-good competition, so this is really hard to measure. Binghamton's schedule is, do- is dog shit as well, but they got their ass swept by Clemson to open the year. But Maine ACC series win to open the year. That's my difference maker. Give me the Black Bears. Give me Maine.
0: All right. I'm glad we disagree there glad hey, we disagree. One of
1: the ones we're just gonna have to disagree. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, all right, next one we have is South Carolina at Vanderbilt. I mean, this is a top five matchup right here. And it sucks. I, I still want to say it. it sucks we got robbed of LSU-South Carolina game three. But it would really suck if we got robbed of this series game three because I do need to know who is the better team, South Carolina or Vanderbilt. Because, honestly, you can make an argument for either one of them to be the number one team in the country, um, like both of their resumes are that good. So, anyways, the uh, the games are at Vanderbilt, and obviously, like South Carolina. It was. It's kind of weird how these two teams like have been over the last like twelve years. So, like South Carolina like ran college baseball like twenty ten to twenty twelve, and then like right when South Carolina. Started fading off like Vanderbilt kicked it up a notch. They went to the college world series in like 14 and 16, 17, 19, uh, 21. Like Vanderbilt has been much better program over the last like eight years, but like South Carolina still has a huge history. And they've, they've won two national championships. Um, so, and, and Vanderbilt's won two national championships in that time too. I say all that means nothing because it's college sports. These players get you know in and out in three or four years so it means nothing but just a little fun fact there um i i don't know i i I still haven't made my pick i I don't know who i want i want you to go first and maybe that'll help me out
1: hey so far you look really smart and genius when you said tim corbin when it comes to conference play when it comes to sec play he he gets down nitty gritty and gets dirty, and he coaches that team to win ball game
0: Thank you for giving me credit. I, I still have not had anybody give me credit on social, you know, text message or anything. Whenever I said I said that at the beginning of conference play, I said, "Listen, when it comes down to conference, like SEC play, the best coaches, you know, the Solis and the um, you know Corbins of the world, they know how to win these conference games. Like they they have so much data in their hands based off the other team." Um, what what their players do, you know, traditionally and everything like that. I will
1: say, I will say, I don't think Corbin had to do a lot of work this year. Since South Vanderbilt is absolutely smoking team, um, but in the close games, he had been a difference maker. Um, but give me the Ethan Petry, the Gavin Casas, the Cole Messina. Give me the cock. The cocky and dangerous South Carolina Gamecock in Nashville. I like South Carolina to take a series. I think I think the pitching is a question mark, but what what they showed me against LSU, they can hit against anybody in the country. They yeah. were one pitch away from literally taking the first two games outside of a um.
0: Gavin Dugas, Grand Slam.
1: Gavin Dugas, Grand Slam. That Yes. Um, outside of that, they were the better team the first two games of that series, so I like South Carolina here to finish and take the series.
0: Here's one of my notes that I have written down about this series. Um, if Vanderbilt wins this series against South Carolina, they will lose next week at Tennessee, but if Vanderbilt... Win, or loses this series to south carolina they will win the series at tennessee does that make sense oh it like, makes
1: 100 percent
0: okay good i'm glad we're on the same page here because uh, if vanderbilt goes out and wins against south carolina like they're they're just the the way the, av- the law of averages for a loss. they're due for a loss. Due, yeah, due for a loss like they're gonna lose at tennessee but if they lose and get humbled by south carolina they'll be ready for tennessee and they'll, they'll win that series um, so, that's what makes it a little bit tricky. South Carolina has Florida next week, which is no joke. Like, that's that's tougher. Um, I, you know what? I believe in the South Carolina team. Um, I think there's a swagger about them, like a team of destiny kind of feel. No offense to Vanderbilt. Um, no, 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 no.
1: You can't pick them too.
0: No, I am. I am. I'm going to take South Carolina oh, here on the road. That's no
1: fun. That's no fun.
0: No, but listen, like... Just there's something about this this Game Cox team, man. They're just they're do top to, to be, bottom.
1: Do I need to be selfish and convince you to take Vanderbilt like you did to Miami and Florida?
0: I don't think you can convince me right now.
1: Well, because this I, I'm still I'm still disappointed about because I'd be at 30 wins on the season right now if you didn't do that to me. And 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 you did all that after I gifted you a free UCF win at Clemson. All
0: right. Well, like I'm out of the picture now. Like it doesn't even matter. Like I'm out of the contention, so my picks mean nothing. You should be rooting me on now to get like above 500.
1: All right. I, I guess I can be nice and give you the free play is South Carolina. Well,
0: th- this is not a free play. This is one of the toughest ones we've had to pick all year. I hate that it's at Vanderbilt, but I don't think that's like a. I don't think that's a huge. Not, I mean,
1: unless if you. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I don't think it's i don't think it's a huge advantage all right that's enough of that i need to edit that out that nobody wants to hear that we might have
1: lost. we might have lost 15 <laughs> monthly listeners just because they did that
0: we're gonna we're gonna have to get like 10 people to give us a five star to make up for the 10 one stars we're about to get on our reviews um i mean i obviously i think this is just a series that like flip a coin we don't know how it's gonna work out but you don't South seem Car- very confident
1: picking South Carolina. which I, I'm, means not, you're I'm, really not I'm not confident. No,
0: I, I'm not confident. Like, then pick
1: Vanderbilt.
0: No, I'm not. I I would rather die on the sword of picking South Carolina and having them prove me wrong than the other way around. I, I've picked against oh. South Carolina every week, dude. I, I have to just start picking
1: them now. All right. I, I'm super confident in it, so I'm going to roll with it. If I lose, so what? All right. Um so we're
0: agreeing there cool and then now we have elon at william and mary i think this is the easiest pick on on the board elon's playing unreal baseball elon i guess could potentially they're like 22 rpi like i don't know if their stadium's good enough to host but like they could potentially be in like a hosting picture william and mary great story Um, but i did see them lose a series at mercer earlier this year um not saying mercer's like terrible, but they're not as good as they usually are. Uh, give me the Phoenix. Uh, I think this is an easy pick for me. Elon, top of the standing CAA. Uh, they beat Northeastern in a series. Let's ride with the Phoenix.
1: Elon is legit. The, the Rise of the Phoenix. The Flight of the Phoenix. If you haven't seen that movie, go watch it. It is a fantastic movie.
0: Um, I'm looking up William and Mary's Baseball Field right now. He recruited oh, so me Mary. a little bit out of high school. William and Mary did. They I talked to their coach for a while. I just didn't want to go far away from school or from my hometown and then
1: hey, ended up going to Tennessee. To, <laughs> shout out to Mason McCray, stuff plus guy, the stuff plus guy. Oh, I plus. love Mason McCray. He they he would have, he the data analytics um guy for William and Mary, right?
0: Yeah, and I mean he's one of the smartest
1: college baseball minds out there. And I think he's a student. Well, hey, Stuff Plus guy, here's your shout-out. I don't know if you listen or not, but um, we appreciate what you do. Um, So here's your shout-out. Good luck to the William & Mary tribe this weekend. I'm rolling with the Elon Phoenix. No hard feeling.
0: William & Mary has a pretty nice field. Padded walls in the outfield.
1: But, hey, about Elon – do you remember your tweet when they beat Kentucky opening day? You said Elon Phoenix is going to be a legit a problem this year.
0: Oh yeah, and they
1: are. And hey, that that little did you know that Kentucky was going to have the RBI. <laughs> I did they not were, know that the season, and Elon was going to be a top twenty-five team almost. So pretty impressive. I mean, if
0: Elon sweeps this series, I think you're going to start seeing them in the top twenty-five
1: maybe maybe, way maybe William. the thing the thing is william mary is interesting like they played themselves into relevancy but they really haven't beaten many people outside of these past two weeks campbell st john and maryland, maryland which are really good win honestly they're really good win and then even a win over vcu two nights to but um, they're playing very good baseball, which could mean this is a great time to play Elon. It's, it's stealing. Oh, if you're they're William & Mary,
0: it. there's not a better time to play Elon than right now. This like they the are, They're hot right now.
1: Playing. But I'm going to stick with Elon. They've been unbelievable this year, and I, I think seasons like this don't die like this. They, they're they going to keep it going. So yeah, give me the Phoenix. Who are you rolling with?
0: I went with the Phoenix. I said it was an easy pick. All right, so the last series here um, is a little Missouri Valley action. We have Evansville, who I think we both predicted to win Missouri Valley preseason, um, traveling to Southern Illinois, Carbondale. And uh, so, this series intrigues me a lot because I personally think these are the two best teams in the the Missouri Valley. I know Indiana State is hot right now. They have a great RPI, but um, I still believe in this Evansville team a lot. And then I watched Southern Illinois play against um, Belmont a lot this past weekend. I was streaming it on ESPN Plus. Really good series, and I I, I took away that uh, Southern Illinois has some really good pitching this year. Like out of the bullpen, their starters are great. They throw strikes. They play good defense. Um, so I, I'm taking Southern Illinois here, just because you know they've been kind of knocking on the door recently. Um, they they usually jump out and like huge. 19 and 0 starts in the season, or 15 and 2, or whatever it is, and then they usually tail off towards the end of the year. But this team's a little bit different. Like they have a great mix of power, and speed. Like I think everybody in the lineup is a threat to steal base, uh, and they all a threat to hit a home run too. But if it wasn't for what I saw pitching wise last week, I, I probably would go with Evansville here. But um, Southern Illinois, their pitchers have all below like all in like the three to four ERA range. They strike out a lot of hitters um, and their bullpen has been really good this year for them. I think they have three guys that have over 35 innings pitched out of the bullpen. So I'll, I'll, I'll take those stats and I'll take the home team here. Give me Southern Illinois.
1: I I agree with a lot of what you said. Um, I think their sweep over Belmont last weekend, pretty loud. I mean, it, it's a pretty big sweep. Um, they played, I mean, they haven't really played much outside of that. They played Wofford, um, but they lost two out of three to Wofford. They lost two out of three to Jacksonville State. They got swept, they got smoked by Kentucky. They lost two out of three to Illinois. And then as soon as Missouri Valley play started, they played, Illinois, Chicago, Bradley, and Belmont. So, if you take away that sweep against Belmont, you're thinking of Southern Illinois a little bit differently. Yeah. Um, the problem I'm sitting here is we picked five series so far. I've taken the road team of four out of five. <laughs> so, if I take Evansville here, that means I'm taking five road team, which is not good, which is not good at all. But I like to be bold. I think Evansville is still a really good team. They're my favorite. They're my pick to win the Missouri Valley. I think they are yours as well. Yeah, they were. Yeah. So, and this is a really important series to keep up with in the Missouri Valley race. Um, Evansville lost to Vandy two to one in seventeen innings. They beat Middle Tennessee State on the road. They beat they beat Purdue. They swept Missouri State. And then somehow they get swept by Belmont, which doesn't make sense. And then they took two out of three against Valpo. I like the Purple Aces this weekend. Wow,
0: go another road team.
1: Another road team. I like to be bold, and I'm going to stick with being bold. Is it going to pay off? Probably not. I'm going to be mad on Sunday. But right now, give me the Purple Aces. I feel great about my pick. I feel great about the board.
0: Yeah, I mean, so... Ultimately, like for our weekend series pick'em, we um, we picked like very evenly matched series just to make it tougher. Um, Pick some teams that maybe us and other contestants in our weekend series pick'em don't know much about. Um, but there, I mean, there are a ton of other really good series that I think people w- would want to tune into and watch, like Coastal Carolina, Old Dominion's this weekend. <clears throat> like we, but we feature those teams a lot. In these weekend series pick them. So we wanted to give them a little break. Um, same thing with like Miami, North Carolina. That started Thursday. It would have been nice to have that in a weekend series pick them, but we chose not to. Uh, but you just look across the board, like there, there is a chance to see um, some chaos happening. Stanford and Oregon will be a fun one to keep up with. USC, Oregon State out west is another good one. Tennessee, Arkansas is this weekend. And uh, we didn't even put that on our weekend series pick them. What what are your thoughts on Tennessee Arkansas? Do you think um, do you think Tennessee can like win that series, or do you think Arkansas might be too much? Or like, what are your
1: thoughts there? I, mm, I mean, the, the the biggest thing is it's, must, it's basically must win for Tennessee. Like, they have to win this series that they want to still have big aspirations. Create an easier road. To Omaha hosts a regional. Yada yada yada. This is a must-win series at this point because it's probably outside of. I mean, they have Vanderbilt in South Carolina left on their schedule in terms of getting a big marquee series win because it matters. When you want to host a regional, you got to beat the top dog at least one or two series, and this is one of their last opportunities to do it. They got three to go. Um, I think it's very important, and that Arkansas, which is a hard place to win, very hard It's place it's to win. very hard. Yeah. Even, I don't know if you noticed, but Tennessee Vitello completely shook up their whole entire rotation. I saw that Dolander's not pitching tomorrow. Dolander's not pitching tomorrow. Saturday's TBA and Sunday's TBA. So where Drew Beam is pitching, where Chase Burns is pitching, and where Chase Dolander is pitching, I have no idea. And one I of those no three is coming out the of the bullpen. bullpen. I have no idea what the reasoning, is. I don't know anything right now. Is it my job? Should I probably know that? Maybe, but well, probably. I don't think he
0: said. I looked into it. I don't think he said why.
1: they the reason out in the public right now.
0: We'll see if it pays off. I mean, he—he's either going to look like the smartest guy in baseball or the dumbest guy in
1: baseball. So, with that information I have, I think Arkansas wins the series. And mm-hmm. I love Timothy. As much as people think we clown on them, whatever, no. I love Tennessee. I love Hello. I hope they win the series. Um, we are an unbiased podcast, but, yeah, I said it in our exaltion way. Yeah. I just got a whole uh, bunch of spaghetti right there.
0: There we go. Um, all right, so other mid-major, like, to keep an eye out, mid-major series, Grand Canyon goes to Abilene Christian, um, battle for number two in the whack behind Sam Houston, Dallas Baptist at FAU, like, can FAU make a push for that Conference USA title? Um, Georgia Tech, Virginia Tech, I know it's not mid-major, but that's a big ACC series. And, like, the winner of that helps their at-large chances a lot. Um, there's also, let's see. Uh, hey,
1: speaking uh, of Grand Canyon, dude, talk about a team that went from hype to, oh, shit, nobody even wants to talk about them anymore. Yeah. They blew – what did they blow, a nine-run lead against Arizona State?
0: They did in the midweek. It was awful. Dude, yikes. Yeah, it was awful. Um, let's see if there's any other series. Oh, Auburn and Alabama, that's a big SEC series there. Um, they're both four and eight in the conference, so somebody's going to be six and nine, and the other team's going to be five and ten. Big difference. Like, all these SEC wins matter. Um,
1: hey, for- hey. LSU-Kentucky, even though LSU won by run rule tonight, this was the first series you got to really see Kentucky and say, hey, mm-hmm. are they legit? Are they for real or not? Or have they just been pulling our legs this whole time? I think they're a good team. I just don't think they're good enough. Mm-hmm. They just don't have the pitching, man. They don't have the pitching. Their offense is great. They make moves. They make things happen. But their pitching is not good enough. Thank well, I mean?
0: think, no, I, I disagree. I think their pitching is actually really good this year. They just, I mean, you're facing LSU's lineup. That's different. There's about okay. 300 other teams that would okay, give up 16 you know runs to LSU. You
1: know, you know what kind of pitching it takes to win in the SEC. I don't think the pitching pitching that good.
0: I think, I mean, compared to some of the, like, compared to Ole Miss, Mississippi State, uh, Missouri, like, I think their pitching is mm-hmm. all right.
1: I mean, maybe, but
0: I don't know about that. Um, the only other series here that I'm going to be keeping an eye on... I mean, there's... No, I wouldn't even say I'd keep an eye on that one. Oh, UC Irvine and Santa Barbara. That's a good one out west. I think one of those two teams will probably be an at-large bid.
1: Probably, yeah. Um,
0: other than that, I mean... No, nothing else that really sticks out on paper do you have anything else here for the show before we wrap it up
1: i mean miami north carolina the really important acc series be- between like that th- that the three four five team in the acc because one of them could be in the hosting play i mentioned it in my bullet points of my projection miami or north carolina can play their way into hosting and i think miami even though i'm not a huge fan of their pitching i don't think it's Sustainable, but so far, still working. They're still alive. They're above water. So I think it's a really good series if Miami can close it out and get a, a quality row series win. Mm-hmm. USC, to Oregon State's a good one. USC needs to prove that they're legit against a middle of the pack, better Pac 12 team. Um, Arizona State, can they sustain their success against um average Washington team? This is where teams start to slip up. Mm -hmm. They had a great start to their conference play and they start slipping up and it falls out of their hand.
0: Yeah, Um, I mean, I agree with that
1: 100%. Yeah, I think for the most part, I think pretty much all the matchups this weekend. um, Another good weekend of baseball, another weekend closer to conference tournament time, May baseball and June baseball. The closer we get, the better the sport gets.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, cool. Well, uh, we'll be back Sunday night. Recap everything. Post our new mid-major top
1: 25 and then I don't know. We might do... Hey, do it's know? starting to get sunny outside. I want you guys to protect your faces. Keep the sun off <laughs> your pretty faces. Go buy you an 11.7 hat. Um, sunburn sun is not good for your skin on your face. Um, it is Dermatologists recommended to wear a hat with a nice quality bill covering shading your face and we have all you everything you need for that 11.7.com go get you a 11.7 trucker hat with some quality breathing on the back side i love that plug i love that plug all hey right, well, that was just right off the top that was right off the top right no right planning off. no no rehearsing no pun intended training. right
0: no pun intended right off the top
1: of the head <laughs> and wow another play on the <laughs> word right there dude i am on a roll if, if I sell one hat because of that, it was worth it.
0: For sure. All right, everybody uh, have fun this week and we'll be back Sunday. Night. We won a national championship for, for Ole Miss and um, all the past players and all the fans across the country and for the state of Mississippi and the University of Mississippi. Uh, we did it. Uh, we're national champs. Breaking ball. Oh.
1: Is headed back to Omaha. And here's Tommy White. First pitch swinging. In the air to center. Donafrio back and it's gone. The legend continues. Got him swinging. The Campbell Campbells, the dynasty of the Big South. Tony Vitello bumps the third base umpire. Set. He'll throw that as a line drive in the gap. Did he
0: do it again? It is another ball in the gap for Morrell. Another extra, oh, that is gone. a, a home, home run for Brian Morrell.
1: Swing and a ball driven. Way back. And foul. No, gone. He did it.
0: Ortiz kept it just bare and walks it off with a grand slam.
1: That one is launched. Where will it land? The Hispanic Titanic with a blast again.